This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday. As expected, the NHL has now suspended its season immediately due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The league has now made that announcement official. I think that's what most people were anticipating. It had advised all of its clubs earlier today not to conduct morning skates, practices, or team meetings as efforts are made to contain the spread of the novel coronavirus. So again, the NHL, I believe the latest large sporting organization to suspend spend its season immediately. Well, that ties into what we are talking about with my next guest. Uh, Lindsay Meredith is joining me on the line, Professor of Marketing at SFU. Lindsay, thank you so much for being with us. Hey, nice talking, Joe. Uh, so what uh, obligations do you think do big organizations, be it the Juno Awards, uh, the NHL, as we're hearing, the NBA uh, sporting teams, what obligations do they have to consumers in light of what's happening with the spread of this virus? Well, it gets to be an interesting one. There's a, In marketing, we talk about something called social equity, Jill. All that means is you're talking about <clears throat> building your brand reputation, who you are in the community, and that takes a long time. It takes years, and you carefully and slowly build that. Here's the problem. If you get clumsy and then make some wrong decisions later, all of that hard work you spent building, you can destroy very, very quickly. A long time to build it, real short time to destroy it. So these organizations are trying to be very careful about how they play this thing out. They don't want to be caught out as being somebody who's being especially, say, self-centered, profit-centered at this moment. Um, things that leave them looking like they're not a good community player. Because they're obviously there in those meetings. What must have been discussed was if anybody goes to one of these events, imagine if there was an outbreak, if even one person was proven to have gotten the virus from this event, it's going to come back at them and going to make them look very bad for not being proactive. Oh, totally. And, you know, here's the big issue with that, that social equity. That's a long term investment. Well, you know what? One short term decision. Once you burn those customers you get a new reputation altogether, which can, if you're a hotel, for example, especially, or an airline, uh, uh, and messing with a, a conference, say, uh, canceling, if you handle that incorrectly, you destroy that brand equity very quickly. You know what? It takes a long time to try and ever get those customers back. So we've got a rule. It's this one. If you want to get a new customer, it costs you roughly eight times as much as it would as if you held on to an old customer. Message, hang on to your old customers. It's a lot more price effective. So these guys realize there's a long-term commitment here called loyalty. And not only is there customer loyalty, there's got to be corporate loyalty back to the customers. It's earned. That's where you get social equity. What about in the case of cruise ships? Because here we are several days after we first heard the instruction from our health officials here in BC as well. The WHO came out saying there wasn't a ban, but they came out saying, if you can avoid all cruise ship travel. The first reaction from the cruise ship industry was an angry one saying, how dare you only single us out? We're not the only ones here. You're decimating our business. Uh, Things have changed a lot in the few days, though. What about if you're an industry where first out of the gate, you're the one that gets targeted by groups and it's completely out of your control. It is indeed, and that leaves you with that, that problem. I mean, look, clearly you're in business for a reason, and your profit's going to take an awful hit if everything gets closed down all around you. Um, <clears throat> my advice here, look, I agree you're going to take a very, very serious short-term hit. You're in it for the long term. So don't try to maximize or protect your position for that short-run hit. 
look at the long-term issue of dealing with those customers forever downstream. It's that lifetime value of the customer that really counts. Don't maximize short-term profit and shoot your foot off for long-term gain. Hmm. Do you feel like in some ways airlines are getting a free pass in that we're starting to see this idea of travel bans now? Uh, we're getting email from airlines and correspondence from airlines saying they're waiving the change fee. They're not doing it across the board, though. It's still only for certain dates. And they're saying, stay tuned. Your ticket might also be if we extend this ban. Are they getting a bit of a free pass in how they respond to this? Well, I think you nailed it already. And that is that this is coming out of the gate very quickly. We're making up a lot of these rules, frankly, as we fly, because we've really not run into very many, many pandemics. And I think you're going to find the, the world for the airlines is going to change equally quickly here. Um, this is not over by a long shot. It's going to get a lot more restrictive in terms of the impact on the airlines. And you're right. It's going to be, go beyond just dates and beyond uh, departure points and destination points. It's going to be a much, much broader range. Um, where's it going to go? Kind of more in the direction of, look at what happened to Italy. You almost got a, an entire country shut down. Um, the airlines are in for a much rougher ride yet. This is not over. And do you think it's different when you talk about loyalty and you talk about how difficult it is to get new customers as opposed to keeping loyal ones? When it's something that's not the fault of the company, though, it's a very different scenario. It's not as though any of these companies have done something that has caused people to lose faith in their brand. Absolutely correct, and that's the tough part. Sometimes you've got to swallow hard and take a hit over something, frankly, you were, the, you were not the cause of. But boy, are you ever caught in the crossfire? Are you? So the issue becomes one of, okay, where does the, the musical chair stop? Is it the customer who's going to get finally nailed, or is it the corporation who's going to get nailed, or is it going to be some kind of combination in between? So, for example, let's take the conferences that are getting canceled. Yeah, you can easily say to the people who've already advanced paid, no, we're not giving back your money. We've got a policy here. Um, all I can advise you to say is think about that customer. Do you ever want to see him again? Because if you burn them this time right outright, even though it's not your fault, um, you're going to have a tough time getting them back. Oh, yeah, what about those conference organizers? How are they going to react when it turns out their conference members start screaming at them because now the hotels that the conference organizer recommended is not going to give the customer any leeway. So, again, it, it comes back. Yeah, is it the hotel's fault? No. But does the kind of buck halfway stop on their, their step two? Yeah. And unfortunately, yes, you swallow hard, and partly you take the hit because you're looking at that long-term valuation, not the tor- short-term protect-yourself mode. And even uh, I'm seeing it in, in media outlets as well. And uh, I mean, all of our stories are accessible to anybody who wants to go onto our webpage and uh, get the latest information. But I had seen as well the Globe and Mail newspaper, for example, uh, that often has articles behind paywalls, has made a point of saying anything COVID-19 related is not behind a paywall because we want to make sure people can access that information. That's got to get them points, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, those kinds of strategies, again, where you're moving toward the the, the social equity position. Uh, so I tell students, it's kind of like you're making a deposit in the bank. And you take those strong social equity positions and you honor them, even though it costs you some money. Um, then when something goes even a little wrong downstream, you know what? People don't turn against you. You have a whole bunch of friends saying, you know, something else bad happened and they, they, made, they made a reaction to that. But boy, when it was bad, these were, remember, these are the guys who stepped up also. And they took the hit. They had to, you know, they ignored some of their cancellation policies or they extended the amount of coverage that they would throw in. Uh, they didn't just flat out say, tough luck, take a walk. We got your money, you're out. They said, you know, we don't like it, but okay, 
we'll split the difference with you, something like that, at least showing you're making that, that social contribution. So on the other side of that, for some events that are still going ahead, there's the Cherry Blossom Festival in Vancouver is going ahead. Yep. Uh, I read this morning as well. There's a, the St. Patrick's Day, I believe it's in Gastown Festival uh, event is going ahead. Uh, d- does the, the flip side of that come into play then that people might take offense to the fact that there are still going to be events that are encouraging people to gather? Yeah, and ev- eventually, could there be some pushback? Absolutely. But here again, you've already opened that can of worms. Look, you're between a rock and a hard spot. If you go ahead with the event, you're going to have a lot of supporters who work very hard to make that happen say, yeah, I mean, we put a lot of work into this, and we want to see this thing be, be taken through. And the flip side is, oh, really? And you started this point way back, Jill. And, yeah, suddenly you ran your event, and we traced back uh, one or two cases of coronavirus right to your event. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate that. So you know what? You get caught on that one. If I had to make a choice... I would rather be accused of the first problem than get nailed on the second one. Like, yeah, you ignored a, a, a serious social concern and allowed the exposure to people to occur. You know, nothing happens bad if it if it doesn't go wrong. But what you're, like, you you raise the issue: what happens if one or two people get nailed and the whole thing takes off? That's going to land right in your lap. Uh, do you think businesses and organizations that do these types of events, like you said, it's a we're dealing with a pandemic. It was a declared a pandemic yesterday. We're not used to dealing with this, thankfully. Uh, do yeah. they know? Are they are they kind of writing the rules as they go, or is there protocol for this? Absolutely, writing the rules as they go. Um, the medical establishment are writing the rules as we go as well. Uh, for example, having to do with carrying out research um, when you've got a virus like this, you're going to have to expedite. Uh, the research looking for that magic vaccine as quickly as you can. And that means sometimes you're going to have to start jumping a lot of regulatory hoops just to make this stuff happen and happen in a hurry. So with something like this, what I always tell people is, look, you're stuck with the problem of weighing off risk versus benefit. And always let that be in the back of your mind. So what's the benefit to us if we kind of clamp down? What is the risk if we decide to ignore the threat and see if we get away with it? So sometimes if the probability is low, but the impact is huge, then you know you've got to think twice about it. Because if it, if it happens to go bad, oh boy, is it going to be catastrophic. So something like this with a pandemic, maybe it has the potential to be catastrophically bad. I mean, I'm a little suspicious about the sudden death mortality rates out of Iran and Italy versus what it initially saw out of uh, China. So I don't know whether this thing is starting to mutate or not, but I'm a little concerned about that. All right, uh, Lindsay, we will leave it there. Thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it. A pleasure talking. Take care. Lindsay Meredith is a professor of marketing at SFU.